37th edition of the Guna podcast, recorded at the beginning of October at the start of the two-week international break between the home matches against Blackburn and Birmingham. Our sponsors are... Vision Sports, publishing for all your footballing book needs. His latest release, The Pocket Book of Arsenal, would make the perfect Christmas gift for the Arsenal fan in your life. Or at least that's what it says here. As the text for this publication was put together by our very own Guna editor, Kevin Witcher, I'm sure that's the case with no bias. Continue on from our chat in the previous edition of the podcast are our panel members of David Udo. Good morning, my heron. Stephen Ashford. So long since we last did one of these. And uh, <laughs> Mark Ollington. Hello, listeners! Who was that? Jim Davidson? Jens Lehman. <laughs> it was a tribute to all the... Um... That was Jim Davidson. It wasn't. It wasn't a minute you're going to do Alex, aren't you? You're going to like, too risky, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no racialist. Come on, come with it. Racialist. Right, the biggest piece of news over the last week was Arsene Wenger becoming our longest serving manager. 13 years at the club, I'm sure you all know that because it's probably now two weeks since this has happened. Um, he's been compared to Herbert Chapman. Do you think this is justified? Comparing to Herbert Chapman? Yeah. Oh dear me. Um, I've, not, I've not been Arsene Wenger's greatest fan at some periods over his... 13 year tenure. You only sound that because you were Herbert Chapman's best mate when you were at school. That's going to say, hey! Udo's woken up. <laughs> actually, actually, he was in the year above me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, I'll cut out that little interview yeah, there. I, I, it'll I, sound like you whipped right back at him. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the thing with Arsene Wenger is, as we all know, he can be incredibly stubborn uh, because he doesn't give anything away and to, some of his PR is not that brilliant. And, you know, we've had our, I would say we've had a few bad times, but by and large, he is probably the best manager we've ever had. And he's given so much to the club. And to be honest, you know, I, I have got it wrong. I'm sitting here with a massive great big fried egg all over my head and face. Um, and I think this year it's proved that to stick with him has probably been the right idea. Right, now I don't, know, I don't know whether yeah. many many listeners will have um, tuned into the, the SkySports.com online interview, which is just going out today, but that, one of the questions they asked him was, you know, what was your highlights and um, what was, you know, the, the low points? And he said there's been a few. And one of them was, um, was losing the league, losing the Champions League and losing the league title when... Um, after Just after they won it, yeah. after, no, after the Eduardo incident. Oh, okay. Um, those were the local and the Champions League final. Sorry, the Champions League semi-final last year, which I think is just because it's a little bit fresh. But obviously, I think he felt that you know they'd been totally outplayed. So I'm sure we could think of many more low. I can think, I think of other points think, that have been much lower than that. Actually. I think I think with Arsene Wenger, to, to, to be fair to the man, when we were all criticising him and we were saying he should have been buying these players, he should have been doing this, should have been doing that, should have been trying to compete more have been spending the money I mean I think he took a lot of flack and he kind of took the responsibility from the board yeah you know like you know, without saying ever I've, I haven't got any money to spend I've, I'll have to work with a load of kids because there's no money and if you don't like it well tough shit because that's the way it is he never once said that mm. and he took all that flack from people like me <laughs> and people like Mars Palmer and Arsene Wenger critics yeah. and he didn't really need to take that flack all, right. all he had to say was I'm doing the best I can with the resources available to me. Mm. So, you know, I mean, again, I mean, credit to him for that, really. Going back to your question, Admiral, which means he's a loyal man, 
And if we go back to the Herbert Chapman, yeah. then Herbert Chapman... That was the question. Read, yeah, well, you can almost say then he has Arsenal in his heart, perhaps even more than Herbert Chapman did. Yeah. So the bust of him yeah. is justified because those are the two managers that mean the most to the stature and to the growth of Arsenal Football Club. Well, well, I knew Herbert, he had Arsenal written on his satchel. <laughs> well, Arsenal Baker's got it written in his first name. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's, he's, revolu- he's revolutionised football in this country, let alone our football club. Um, he's a visionary, uh, he's a genius, he's, he's the greatest. He's the greatest. But greatest manager, how about greatest manager of all time? Where, where does he sit there? Totally um, different question. What, in world football or the history of our football club? Or? Let's say English football. History of English football, easily within the top ten managers of all time. Easily. Is he as good as Ferguson? Good is the wrong adjective, but Ferguson's won two European Cups. Yep. I mean, he said that yeah. Ferguson was manager of a you know uh, international PLC for the best part of ten years. Mm. I think Ben um, has got a slight well, he's got more than one flaw. He is a flawed man. No one's perfect. But when we had the team with Vieira, Perez, Henri, Keown, Adams, Seaman, you know, and I wasn't Seaman's greatest fan, but he was perceived no. to be a good keeper. <laughs> when, when, when he had that team, like Arsene Wenger perceived to be a good manager. Team, we were rubbish in Europe. Yeah, we were. But then the best Arsenal Champions League team was possibly, you know, the, one of the worst teams in that. Yeah. When they come forward yeah. from Daddy's grateful place. So why is that? Why, why when Venga had all those players at his disposal, could we not even get out of a group stage they, in the Champions League? Yeah, it's, crazy. it's the nature of a cup competition. Though, they they the group stages aren't cups though, are they? And the fact Steve's right, the fact that we often struggle no, to get out of I think that was early on though, wasn't it? I don't think that... When was the last time we actually got defeated? We've got we've got into the knockout round every year for about a decade. I think it was Wembley. The last time we failed to get out of the group mm-hmm. stages. The first group stage. No, there's yeah. a time we had Bayern Munich our team actually at Highbury. That was only second group stage. Yeah, the first group stage. Yeah, the first group phase. I think. Yeah, we, we failed the two at Wembley. And I think a lot of that was down to the sort of naivety of the the players that were there. You you know, I mean, obviously it was an aging back four, but they hadn't as, hadn't as much experience. I don't think at that level. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I know they played in the Cup Winners' Cup and played in Europe, but you know, had they come up against the like of Batistuta who just ripped them apart. Um, you know, on a week to week basis, and obviously Patrick Cliver as well. But David said it's hard to compare simply because Man United, they go for like Fergie. Yeah. He has literally had loads of money to play with, spent three billion pound on Rio Ferdinand, players like that, yeah. Rooney, or what have you. Wenger's a different type of manager. And as well, he's more than managed their football team, he's changed the whole club. Yeah, it's yeah. a training ground, there's a yep. stadium. It's not just managing a football team, it's actually changing a whole club. He's practically a, a board member in all but name. And it's not just the playing side that Wenger does. So you can't compare him to just a coach. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. No, no, he has revolutionised the whole of Arsenal. Um, and we'll come on to that a little but bit later. I still wish he played Jack Wilshere a bit more, though. And I, 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 I will criticise him for Carlos Vela. I love seeing more of Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela has reappeared, hasn't he? Yes, he has. He appears to have eaten Jack Wilshere. I can only think that Vela is the Spanish expression for fat bastard. <laughs> Seriously, he's massive. Really? God, yeah. He made a difference against West Brom, though, didn't he? To, to, to be honest. Of course he did. He thought he was going to fucking eat him. Yeah. <laughs> but mentioning Wenger's bad points, because I'm a pro-Wenger man. People say to me in the street, Mark, you love him. What's his downside? They, they come up to you in the street the and stop you and go, are you Mark Connington from the Guna they podcast? They do, they say, Mark. What is Wenger's downfall? They do say that to me. He's I've, I've, now, no, I've now got an answer, actually, Steve. And we were discussing it earlier on. It must be sometimes his fashion sense lets him down. 
Now, we'll get on to your anecdote it's in a little right. minute. No, not that. Remember, three, four years ago, Liverpool, yeah. Anfield, we had this on come last out week. in a contractor. Yeah. Oh, did we? We did have this on last week. Last oh, sorry, mate. I'll mention it. Which you listened to, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the um, tie then. Yeah. So there was that. Arsenal Vegas tie. Which was mentioned on Match of the Day in quite, yeah. It was mentioned on Match of the Day, and boy, what a tie. Straight out of Manuel Mooney has covered that one. <laughs> did you see that case of people? What, did it squirt water? Is that the case? Yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a bright cerise pink got. No, it wasn't. A huge great knot. No, it wasn't. It, it was red. It was red, wasn't it? Red. It was red and it did have a big knot. Well, it was more pink than red. I knew that actually TV pink. that I told you was a bit dodgy. But the, the, the colour is irrelevant. The fact is, the knot was absolutely massive. It almost was almost as big as Arsenal Vegas' head. Carry red and the actual length of the tie was all of six inches. And... The part of the Highbury Spire, this week's podcast, will be performed by Gokwan. It's all about the confidence. And it can wear sometimes an anorak over his suit that makes him look like a bit. That's not a good look, is it? No, it's really not. That's a. That's a. I think that's an Arsenal club branding decision. But you can see what the people are. We've got fifty thousand of these in a fucking warehouse in Enfield. You're going to have to wear one. And don't get me wrong. That's even though I hate the chance, <laughs> Samuel, even though I hate the pedo chance, when you said these specs and wear the anorak, you can see where they came from. What? <laughs> with his glasses and his little anorak. No, he didn't wear pop. He wears those rubbish anoraks, like the club anoraks. The padded ones. Club yeah, ones. they're still pedo-like. What? Pedos wear club anoraks. No, they well, Arsenal anoraks. club anoraks. In this glasses. week's podcast, the park of Mark Ollington <laughs> will be played by the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I mean, the simulation's coming. <laughs> and, I mentioned, <laughs> and I mentioned gays as well. You have, yeah. Do you know what? I'm the archetypal Daily Mail man. Really? Not really, I'm not. Unfortunately, what's, oh, is your turning into him? And <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm turning into Mark. <laughs> <laughs> David's becoming the admiral. Uh, really? No, I'm alright, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm alright, yeah, I like the Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the impressions on the arsenalisation of the stadium. Um, which I know absolutely nothing about because I've not been anywhere near them in six months. Oh, Tell us about the new state, uh, the new. Uh, um... Well, I, I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. I mean, as you walk over the North Bridge, it's, it's it is North, North Bridge. Bridge, North Bridge. As you walk over the North Bridge to that side of the stadium, it's it must be 50, 60 foot high by 100, 200 yards long. Massive, great montage of four Arsenal players. Right between the huge crust that was there, right. and it just brings you out in goosebumps. It's just absolutely awesome. Is it? Is one of them the periods? No, no, no periods is to come. It's, it's on. It's on. It's Gus Caesar. It's on. Brady, Adams, and Bastin. Basti, that would be much better. It's great because the three of them are all quite short. They just want this big pole. Yeah, it's like cut off at the neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's really funny, Basti, wasn't it? But it, it just looks just fantastic. Yeah. Basti probably oh, is there trying to get them to sign autographs. Yeah, yeah. But when, when they do, the other, they're probably going to do another four more of that, so all of the concrete all around the stadium, it looks like there's like all these 32 players just embracing each other. Right. And no one 30, has 32 players? Yeah. Are they the 32 top players? The 32 legends, apparently. Yeah. Well, they, so they, are they the 32 players that were chosen by yeah. on Arsenal.com? Yeah. Actually, Ashley, exactly, Ashley comes with me, and perhaps he was 33. <laughs> Well, well, why 32? Maybe that's as big as the space they've got. Yeah, well, no, they make them smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they nice. can't actually come on. I'll watch Cam down today. I'll personally <laughs> protest if Ashley Cole's up there. I'll have to throw a bit of paint on that one. But <laughs> no other club in the world is going to have that. 
It's just so unique to Arsenal. I'm sure Tottenham will have it in six you, months. You know, like, like they copy down stadium. Yeah. And when you go inside... I've got a story for you about that a bit later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I can tell you now very quickly. Yeah, yeah. My brother works with architects. Right. And the people that designed in Tottenham Stadium yeah. had a seat in, well, not the seat from the stadium, but a seat in the Emirates Stadium yeah. to compare the cost of them and price. They said, we can't afford the seat. <laughs> We've got to go cheaper. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, fantastic. So how Deep far way. down the line are they on the new stadium? Really? No idea, I'm not asking you, we just chat about seats to be honest. Really? Yeah. Well the last time it was an April Fool's joke, so I'm really? amazed they've actually got talking about no, the seats. No, they're applying for planning permission still. Subject. It'll probably be subject to a public inquiry. Yeah, it'll probably open at about 20, 25 or something. I would have thought so. So, yeah. anybody else? Anything on the, um, the, the Arsenalisation? Looks the great. Looks, really? looks, looks, looks great. Really? There's one bad thing, though. I'm not right. being negative. It's great they're doing it. Yeah. The inside on the lower tier, mm. it's still a horrible concrete colour. And they've got these great mm. things like with Herbert Chapman mm. and you know, three league titles in the 30s. But mm. it's still a horrible concrete. Why can't they paint it white? Yeah. Paint it any colour. It's got this horrible moribund concrete wherever mm. you look. What they should do is, back in the 80s, you could paint Arsenal Stadium and you got a free season ticket. Do you remember that? Remember that? Uh, yeah, it was in the programme. Yeah. Yeah, that programme wall is really nice. That's quite good. You've got all the programmes up on where the is, wall. Where is that programme wall? I'll take a picture of it. It's great. It's by um, Gate C in the lower tier. But it looks fantastic. All yeah. the old programmes from yesteryear. Yeah. I've got the theme. It's wicked. Absolutely fantastic. We've got to do in Turnstile D and we've got um, a picture of the 1994 Cup Winners Cup team. That was fucking rubbish, that team. <laughs> Shelley, Hillier, McGoldrick... Alan Miller, Paul Dickov. Jesus. Yeah. But thumbs up to the club for finally doing it. Well, that's 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 what I was going to say, is that, you know, who do you think is responsible for this? Because, I mean, obviously they've lost a lot of supporters, and one of the reasons they've lost them is because of Ashburton Grove and the fact that it just didn't feel like home. Many have said, you know, that it's going to take us to to win a trophy or to have a degree of success there, for us to actually, you know, just make it to feel like home, if you like. So, um, one, you know, any of you... You know, is that the case? Is it going to take something like that? And two, you know, who was responsible for this? And have they been listening to the fans? Well, I think Which it's is Redemption. Question, yeah, and we Red- Redemption, Redemption and Ivan Gazidis and fans. Yeah, Redemption and with Ivan Gazidis. And the old supporters group. To, <laughs> it's a little bit like, difficult yeah. to say that after three guys. But yeah. when we start that ISO or the, you know, our supporters club and like Red, Red-, 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 Red- Action, all that lot. Yeah. Seems to actually having some yeah. possible oh, effects recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll be, yeah. be decent at times, they're like a decent song. Yeah. But to be fair, we get some stuff done. Yeah, yeah. I, I think during his time in charge, Keith Edelman, whether deliberately or not, that he did help to alienate the, the fan base from the football club. And I mm. think, I think um, a combination of things, including the, the regardless of what the club will tell you, the, the fall in uh, the season ticket waiting list. I mean, I, as we've all mentioned in previous podcasts, you know, we've all had a mate who started last season at number 18,000 on the season ticket waiting list and out of nowhere got one because they asked nicely. Mark's mate who asked one for his kid and he got one. That's, that's a good little story. Yeah. Thanks. Bastard gets... How is, how is little Barry? Tell <laughs> what he's fucking up <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think Gazidis has, has realised that, you know, as much as they are fans, whatever, you know, with, with there being blanket television coverage of the game now, um, it looks as though the European Court of Justice are not going to rule in favour of the clubs with regard to the illegal broadcast of, of games at uh, three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon so people can just rock up and watch it in a pub. Uh, I think he's realised that as well as being supporters, these are customers and we need to start delivering value for money mm. in whatever way that we can. Do you think that's more... The, 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 the ground-level con- ground pitch around fence, yeah. call it a fence, it's more of a wall, 
it was an, you know, the one where they hang in our scene with trust. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that yeah. kind of thing. But I, thought we, I don't know whether you've noticed, but that entire grey yeah. concrete kind of perimeter wall mm. is now been painted white and red stripes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that that is good. They go, yeah. It's white, and then every now and again there's a red block, and then white, red. And it's so really impressive. It's all very well giving Gasidis. I don't know what, I'm not, I don't dislike Gasidis in any way, shape, or form, but and he's obviously done a pretty good job for the, what, six, what, nine months he's been in charge now? Uh, so yeah, pretty much months. turn of the calendar year, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so nine months, sorry. Because um, he came in first and he actually was yeah. signed off, yeah, um, but um, I just I think I'm just sceptical just because he's a businessman, I guess. And do you think that it's more of a case of, hell, you know, we've lost X amount of season ticket holders and for that reason, you know, what are we going to do? Well, perhaps we've lost them, you know, perhaps we need to get them back by, like, making this club feel their own. Yeah, Rather definitely. Than, uh, guys, you know, this is what you Oh, know. yeah, it wouldn't do something if it wasn't going to be a good business choice, but he's done it because he realises, as you said... Well, I, think he's he's a bit yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, Keith Edelman was a lot of things he... Yeah, like everybody who joins the club, they've all been fans since they were kids. Oh. Um, but Keith Edelman was not a football man, whichever way you look at it. And, well, uh, nor's Gazidis really, is it? I mean, I, I, I know. But, but he's come from a football has, background yeah. and he works and in the MLS. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as he likes telling everyone ad infinitum, I've, I've had more experience with transfers in, than anyone else in the football world. You've come to the wrong fucking club then, yes, I but um, well, I'm here a week after meal. But yeah, he's come from a football background. Last I heard of Keith Edelman, he was being linked with the CEO job at the post office. So, yeah. Much of Adrian did instigate the dialogue with the fans, though, didn't he? I mean, Adrian started those fans' forums and all that, which, credit to him, I mean, has been carried on by Gazidis. Yeah. I'm sure it was him. Yeah. The ground first opened, he got us along to taste the, um, the um, food, and they came out with really nice food, and we were duped. And there was me and another guy from Laguna, and we sat there and we were tasting all this food, going, "Yeah, the food is brilliant. Oh, these pies are marvellous." That kind of quality of food, and it was never to be seen ever again. <laughs> yeah, we gave it brilliant write-ups in the magazine. So yeah, the food in there was just fantastic. He was a bastard, Adam. So yeah, it's you yeah, that we've got kipper. to blame. Yeah, he had me like a flipping kipper. Nah. Well, that sounds like Arsenal. Arsenal, Arsenal, five for four in heaven. Boris Johnson, Arsenal. Well, the Highbury Square development also in the last week has um, has been opened amongst a blaze of publicity. Any thoughts on how it's turned out, guys? There used to be a football club there once. Yeah, I know. It's like um, I said, you know, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Is it PR um, Puff, or is it true that Perez got the first... Um, apartment. Is he's the true? only player. He's the only player to buy a flat there. Yeah, he bought one for his uh, his daughters on the off chance they go to university in London. Right. That's Why not? That's good. Are the players his daughters then? Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. 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 <laughs> in, in light of uh, Mark's daily mail sentences, he's going to set fire to Steve's house when he gets in. Yeah. I don't think Bryce could appear as happy was actually, to be honest. But the, uh, <laughs> They've got to be pretty young. Yeah, He's only got mid-30s, yeah, yeah. unless he had kids at the age of 20. Who's going to live in the meantime? Probably no one. Arsene Finger's got one as well, hasn't he? I, I thought Arsene Finger's got, 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 got his dugout, yeah. He's got, he's got one on the side of the dugout. See, I thought Perez got the one by the dugout. No, he got Venga's seat, didn't he, Perez? Where yeah, Venga's seat was, yeah. That's a big, is hang on, the, the dugout and the seat. I mean, that's, they're pretty small flats, these, aren't they? I was going to say. <laughs> that's why I asked you, Russ, or Admiral, sorry. Yeah. Is it PR Puff? 
What? What's PR Pass? <laughs> is it like the press boy apartment? No, 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 no. It's definitely. I think we've heard. Well, I've heard from from a long time ago when they first went on sale that Pirrus had bought one. How was? Oh, sorry, mate. And Vanguardi's dugout seat. So I think Pirrus has possibly got another seat. Well, how are sales going? Look at me. I'm asking you the questions. Well, interesting question, Mark. With with the opening <laughs> with the opening of uh, the Highbury Square development last week and the opening of a new website, uh, and whilst very hard at work one day. Um, I took half an hour to have a look around this website. Um, it's very nice. It's, it's far more user friendly than the old one. But um, I'm terribly sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The Lord Admiral appears to have hit the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just an impression of your Frank Spencer act from about four podcasts <laughs> ago. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, looking around this site, uh, there, there's, a, there's a section that says availability. And again, the last was saying there is a highly square waiting list. So I have a Look at this in earnest. One thing I did notice is the price of a one-bedroom flat has decreased steadily from £350,000 to £325,000, uh, now to £250,000. Oh, my get one. Oh, get in there, then. Well, yeah, get in there. They've been brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, admittedly, yeah, they haven't got views of the gardens and the, oh, they're no. in the south oh, and the north stands oh, rather than the, um, the, the listed buildings. Have the the all the ones in the east and the west gone? Most of them. Uh, well, the, the, there are some bigger flats left, like four beds and, and three beds and such. But, um, the, the, well, whatever you want is generally still available, by and large. The only drawback is you have to live in Highbury, isn't it? You have to live in Highbury. I don't think that's necessarily a drawback. It is all that noise those football oh, games going on. Get well yeah, on my nerves. I know. We're going to go into club matters, and uh, it's at times like this, I really wish we had the, the uh, Aristin uh, editor. Would it be great if it was to walk through the door now? I would, because then, you know... Yeah, because, what are you doing? Hey! And what's amazing about this is we were just going to come on to a, a, a question of club matters and club accounts. And I was just about to say that he's one of, he's possibly the one person that's the best first to actually speak about these things. Well, just, just, as, just as well I came in at this moment. So, Kev, you know, with the club accounts records, <laughs> record... record Reveal the club <laughs> with the club accounts revealing record profits. That's the one. Thirty-five and a half million pounds. Do you believe that the manager has chosen not to spend that, or do you think there's elements of smoke and mirrors to these figures? Well, I'll try and keep this brief, but um, but please tell us, Kev. Actually, excuse me, have we stumbled upon a Monty Python sketch here? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Um, anyway, because I'm not very good on the gags, I'll give it straight. <laughs> and the money we've got is this from... Is five minutes? No, it's two minutes. <laughs> the Nike and Emirates money has already been paid. However, it's in the figures. So those profits include money that we got years ago. All right? But the real question is, of what's left, did the manager choose not to spend it? Or could he not spend it? I don't know, Ken. Well, I think, and my opinion is this, they held it back for paying off the Highbury Square loan. And much as it's all a very nice development, uh, it's cost the club a hell of a lot of money to build. They owed about 120 million odd, and they've got that down to 40 million odd, um, because basically a new development company's come in and bought 140 properties at a knockdown price. 
So I think they had this profit, but they couldn't let the manager use it until they managed to find these people to buy the flats. Um, the figures only go up to the end of May. So lots happened since then anyway. But I'm very suspicious of the idea the manager would not use money he had to improve the team. So you're saying that now he's got money, now we've sold some of these flats? He got it too late to buy but in the summer. in January, what the man on the street, the man that talks to Mark Hollington <laughs> wants to know, yes. is how much can he spend in the summer? Uh, I mean, sorry, in the, in the winter. Uh, That's I a good question. And I also, those figures only come to the end of May, mm -hmm. do they, or do they not include the sales of Edifying? They don't include the, the transfers. They don't? No. So he made a £35 million profit without selling £40 million worth of Oh, no, is it £35 million? £35 million worth of profit. Was it, sorry, was it £35 million? Yeah, though? Why? Yeah. I don't know, that was the problem. Well, remember, let's say for the sake Since. of the argument, say 13, 14 million of that is not real. It's yeah. money we got years ago. But what I'm saying is, we've, since then, we've sold the flats for 14 million, we've sold Adebayo for 25, mm. we've sold Touré for 14. Mm. If you add that onto the 35, how much money is there swelling around in there? Well, you've got to remember, a lot of the money that we've received has gone to pay off the the loan to build Highbury Square. Yeah. So that's not football club money. The question is how much football club money was held in reserve to make sure they could make the payments off on that building site. Um, and if, if this is where the smoke and mirrors comes in because mm. the club have never been... You can do a lot with accounts to hide things and, and that's been happening for some time. And we, we've got uh, operating costs of £50 million every year. That's a quarter of the club revenue. It's never broken down as to what that money's spent on. Um, so I believe that now uh, Wenger will have somewhere in the region of 20 to 25 million to spend in January. Great. So that's, that's 35 that's million, brilliant. because I'm not a great one on corporate accounts and stuff, but 35 million profit, presumably we're going to have to pay corporation tax on that. Surely if we get rid so of it by a certain amount of time... So if we hadn't have made that, that profit... Right. No, we wouldn't have no. to Canadian tax on it. We might as well have had two players in, in the summer. What is the point of running a football club to make a financial profit? We don't pay dividends to shareholders. We might as well finish every financial year with a balance of zero. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it should be. No. However, because of this bloody property lark, we, pay that off. we are basically had to keep profit held back from the manager to make sure that uh, those loan loan repayments are met. Yeah. And, you know, the club would never admit that, and Wenger would never admit it because he's so loyal. So Wenger completely toes the line. He's paid very well to do that, but he will always maintain that he's happy with the current squad of players. Has he ever said anything different? No, never. And, and you know, so that's the reason I didn't buy. What he doesn't want to say is, you're spending the highest ticket prices in world football, and we can't afford a pot to piss in when it comes to buying players. Mm. So, but, uh, you know. 20 to 25 million... Last 10 minutes of the podcast. That was good, though, wasn't it? That was... Very good. Well, you can stay. Like, you can stay, mate. Go on, Kev. Stay, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 the um, the on the sofa. What can we do with 20 to 25 million? Like, fantasy football stuff, right? Who would you buy? 20 to Miguel Veloso from Sporting Lisbon. Yeah, yeah, but somebody we know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Fancy football, Michael Essien. What, for 20, 25 million? Yeah. Do you reckon he'd leave Chelsea? 
you should play a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got a point. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? Roy Race, Blackie Gray. No, what I want you to say Actually, is the only way you're going to entice you back to Arsenal is if you put Anna Phil in the nude in the centre circle. Would you get her for 25 million? Our email address is junapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsors. Visions Bards, publishing, they publish books about football. Oh. <laughs> and, a re- and a reminder that the current issue of the Guna is number 199 and is on sale either through the Guna website or from sellers outside the stadium on home match days. Um, goodbye once again from the rather hungover Mr. Udo. Good evening and thank you for listening. From Mr. Ollington. Over. And I'd just like to say, if you're still with us, I mean, thank you so much. It must have been hard, but you got there in the end. <laughs> and Kevin? It was brief, it was unscheduled, but it was a pleasure. And we're rather like, uh, well, no, I won't go into that. Oh, oh, don't no, 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 this is certainly the podcast where you can go into anything you want. <laughs> um, I'm your host, the Lord Admiral. Thanks for listening. All good friends and jolly good company. Hey!